ready. Get ready to be smashed through a table, throw up the ropes, and come begging back for more. In this corner, we have Adrian Headache Heaven, and in that corner is Nick Powerhouse Clown. Ready? I hope so. Hey, CM Life listeners. Um, this is Adrian Headache Hedden with um, a special edition of Ringmasters today. Um, today we have uh, Gentleman John Campbell, a local professional wrestler, um, also the man who runs Imperial Wrestling Entertainment here, which uh, shoots uh, shows right at the Mac TV studio in downtown Mount Pleasant. So um, without further ado, um, John, uh, how's it going? Good. Uh, you all can't see me out there listening because this is a podcast, but I am waving. Uh, thank you all for listening. We we all appreciate that. Myself and uh, the fine folks at Ringmasters appreciate it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, John, um, what is what does it take to uh, run a wrestling promotion like this, if you want to just talk a little <laughs> bit about it? Um a lot of drive and a lot of lack of common sense. Mm. Um, ba- basically, you just have to want to want to do it. You know, uh, we started this uh, wrestling company because we wanted to uh, change and do something different. Mm. Things that nobody were doing on the local level, on the local independent okay. scene, um, especially you know doing stuff like being on TV, actually yeah. having a TV show, and uh, making our shows free. Right. So yeah. Any, so anyone can enjoy them. That's you know, great, just yeah. just little things like that. You know, we just we, we're trying to do something different, and you have to have a lot of drive and motivation to do that. Okay. Um, I guess you know one question I saw uh, on our Facebook post, and we asked for some questions was um, you know, obviously you're a big fan of, the, of of wrestling. You know, watched it growing up and all that. Um, but when you came into the business, when you broke in, how did your opinion of you know the the show, you know the WrestleMania and Raw's War and Hulk Hogan. How did that did that change at all? Or um, well, I I think a lot of wrestlers uh, they end up getting jaded mm. after they get into the business. They uh, start seeing things from different points of view. Um, I have absolutely no problem admitting that I'm still a fan. Sure, I can watch <laughs> wrestling, especially you know uh, wrestling from my childhood, and okay. still get that nostalgic feeling, yeah. and, and still get you know the the feeling that I got when I was a youngster watching it and it's still as entertaining to me as as it ever has been. Um, A lot of wrestlers will say, I don't watch it. I just watch it to study or a lot of them won't even admit to watching it at all. And then these are all the same guys that you'll see, you know, posting on, on Facebook that they're at Monday night raw at the Joe Louis arena. Things like that. And IW signs up at Monday night. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That was, that was, really cool uh i kept getting uh facebook updates like Mm -hmm. left and right just people blowing up my phone and blowing up facebook like oh my god we saw iwe on raw and yeah that was that was really cool that was a sweet moment and uh we were lucky enough to have some fans uh, actually do some screen grabs and send them my way too yeah yeah real cool real great to see you guys getting out there um i guess what what is uh, what you if you had to pick a favorite moment in the history of pro wrestling uh, what, what would that be that that's a there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something from your childhood, you know. Yeah, I w- I would have to say, narrowing it down, probably. Um, wow. That, yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> real hard. I'm I'm gonna kind of maybe broaden it out a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah. The first time 
I saw and started getting into ECW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was flipping through the channels uh, late at night, and it used to come on uh, the old pass sports out of Detroit, which we got up here. This was extreme championship wrestling yeah. for anyone and it was, know. Yeah, and it was just so different. Yeah. And so, like, everything at that point had kind of been watered down a little bit. Right, yeah, and it yeah. was all the same. That was, like, late 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to say this was maybe 96. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, the NWO was, like, just breaking big and stuff, but this was just, like, so different and so right. new. And focus on hardcore wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, well, not even that. Like, the, the cast of characters were yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's true, too, yeah. Um, and that and it seemed that everybody on their TV show had a purpose, and that's okay. kind of something that we're trying to do with IWE, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you never see somebody just thrown out there for the sake of being thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a story. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that goes back to just what entertainment me as a fan yeah uh but the seeing ecw um i, w- I want to just say you know like having something to look forward to like yeah. when like when i was a kid you know pro wrestling was always an escape i was never like a big comic book superhero kind of guy right for me it was always wrestling so like i can just remember like you know on Saturday, like, oh hey, the the week's over, you know, no no school for a couple of days, you know, let's let's watch all the Saturday shows and all the weekend shows yeah. and maybe get a pay per view, you know. So just just the feeling that that pro wrestling would give me and still gives me to this day, uh, the, you know, I just but to narrow it down and pick like one moment, I can't really yeah. <laughs> can't really do that because there, okay. there's a lot of them. We'd be here all day. Well, and Mick Foley always talks about Superfly Snooker diving off the cage. Yeah, everyone's, yeah. Everyone's got a big moment like that. Yeah. See, I I can't just pick, <laughs> I can't just pick one. You know, yeah. there's some top ones there. Um, I guess um, could you just describe then um. You know, when you first stepped through the ropes, you know, your your what was the feeling like when you first got in the ring? I mean, um, scared, yeah, nervous, mm-hmm. uh, but the biggest adrenaline rush probably you could ever experience. Sure. And I still get it to this day. I still get butterflies. I still get goosebumps. You know, a lot of times I can't believe that it's actually me doing this. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you know, oh man, I'm 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 here. This is this is me. You know, like even to this day, I still have those moments all the time. How important is a uh, fan interaction? Yeah, uh, you know, in your show or in general? Oh, ve- very important. I mean, uh, you can have the the greatest yeah. wrestlers in the world, but if they can't interact with the fans and if they can't pull them into the match, then right. you know they might as well be wrestling in in an empty room. Yeah, a couple of the IW guys I was talking to once. Um, were explaining to me that you know they they come down and they have eight minutes to wrestle and if the audience isn't into it they have to sh- cut the match short and then that leaves more and more time added to the main event so h- yeah. how do you how do you manage that when you deciding to that the audience isn't into a match and you want to move on to the next thing versus uh, how, how does that work out it's i mean it's it's all about feeling mm. you know you can go out there and you can just you know feel if the crowd's into it or mm. not and a lot of times especially in a TV environment you know that's that's much harder because it's like well the fans aren't into it but we have to fill this much time yeah. and i remember back in august um it was me uh it was me my my tag partner in uh the Michigan wrestling organization uh Jeff Klaus he's also an IWE oh, yeah. wrestler Definitely, yeah. We, yeah we were in a tag match and uh we were the semi main event mm-hmm. and but everybody went 
too short. Oh. And this wasn't like taped TV. This was live TV. Yeah. This was being broadcast as as it happened. It yeah. was going out live. And so at the last minute, hey, can you guys make this a two out of three falls match? Hey, instead of mm. going 20 minutes, can you go 40 minutes? Wow. You know, 40 whole minutes. Yeah. Oh, it was, <laughs> it, it was brutal. But, you know, it, I think the mark of a good professional wrestler is um, knowing how to uh, deal with situations like that mm. and engage the audience. Yeah. And, and yeah, like a lot of times I, I always tell guys, you know, hey, if the crowd's not into it, you know, don't worry about trying to get them back. Like, yeah, try and get them back. But if, if you're not getting them back, you know, just go early. Yeah. Because, you know, that'll just kill the crowd more if, mm. if you're out there and they're dead mm. they're sitting on their hands. Yeah, I mean, you, you spoke about, uh, you know, Jeff Klaus, for instance, you know, wrestles with you in a couple different promotions. Mm -hmm. um, so what's that camaraderie like with, uh, you know, wrestlers? It seems like a lot of you guys go all over the state to different promotions. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a brotherhood. Yeah. Um, in, in wrestling, there's like an old, uh, an old saying, there's a lot of acquaintances, but only like a few real friends. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of backstabbing. There's a lot of politics. Really? But yeah. But um, that's even what the, even on the independent level. Oh yeah, yeah. especially on the independent level, mm -hmm. you have to think. You know, there's there's always guys trying to get your spot. You mm -hmm. know, there's there's guys that you know, hey, don't don't put this guy on the show. Put my friend on the show. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, I guess, yeah, I'm I'm guilty of that because that's why we started IWE so I can give my friends a place to wrestle and an and an environment. Uh, that they didn't have to deal yeah. with that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I have no problem admitting everyone on the IWE roster is my friend. <laughs> Everybody on the IWE roster is there because I like them. Cool. And if you're not on the IWE roster, uh, there's probably a reason for that. So <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Well, the independent circuit. I mean, obviously, all over the country, a lot of people don't know about that. You know, they think Monday Night Raw yeah. is, is it. They think it's just Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I mean, so how how does that make you feel? I guess you know, being you know on your own, independent, not getting that big promotion. I mean, is that something you work towards? Or oh, I mean, it's it's always a dream. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always hey, I would love to get there. But you yeah. know, on on the independent circuit, it's. I, I explain it to people. It's a lot like being in an unsigned band. Right. You know, like here in Mount Pleasant, you see all the unsigned bands. You know, they play at Rubbles, and they play in front of, like, you know, uh, 50 people on a sure. good night. Sure. You know, uh, but they're not doing that, you know, because they're making big money. You know, the, the goal is, hey, you know, let's get signed. Let's make big money. But there's got to be a lot of passion involved, and on the independent yeah. circuit, it's it's definitely that because you're not a millionaire, right? That's, you know? that's what I was gonna say. I mean, how do you how do you justify getting in the ring and you know beating the hell out of each other in it, front of twenty <laughs> people versus you know twenty thousand? It's you you have to have a love for it, mm -hmm. you know, and and if you don't have a love for it, then you're you're not in it for the right reasons. Interesting, interesting. Well, you know, I I guess you know for now we can just I guess. Do you want to just describe some of some of the injuries you've sustained or some of the moments oh, in your God. career? That were, I know you wrestled with Al Snow, you mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned um, back to that crowd interaction. Yeah. I learned more. Really big on that. Yeah, I learned more about how to work the crowd and how to um, make 
the little things mean yeah. the most just by wrestling Al Snow than that one time that I had, like, I want to say at that point, like, six years previously, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you've been in the ring now for eight years, I think you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I mean, how have you, how has it changed for you over the eight years? Um, <laughs> I, I definitely don't put up with as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have no problem admitting, uh, when I first broke on the independent scene, I was not liked, uh, people did not want me there. I would be out in the ring. I would come back, uh, you know, and somebody had gotten in my bag. They cut up my clothes one time. Yeah. I had to wear, I had to wear like my wrestling stuff home. Yeah. (laughs) I had to wear my wrestling stuff home. Um, somebody took like uh, a bunch of my stuff and like you know uh, d- urinated oh, okay. on it. Wow. Yeah. Um. I I'm missing a pair of shoes to this day. I don't know whatever happened to them. I had to wear my wrestling boots home. Jeez. But I loved professional wrestling so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I loved the wrestling that that I stuck stuck with it. And um, you know, I tell because we have a lot of really young guys who are just breaking in on the IWE roster, like, I'll tell them these horror stories, and I'll say, like, you know, hey, you guys are are lucky that, you know, uh, places like IWE and places like Michigan Wrestling Organization exist, because if you're trying to break out on your own, you know, hey, this this might happen to you, and, you know, and then I'll tell them stories like that, and... You yeah, know, yeah. Let's talk about that more. I mean, how do you, how do you mentor a young wrestler, a guy who's you know just getting in the ring for the first time, and you know you, you take him in, you put him on the show, and you know I do, I just I, make sure they're ready. I I just tell them you know what because because it wasn't all bad. You know, I yeah. I had mentors. I had people that you know kind of took me under their wing. You know, after they saw like you know, hey, this this guy's not going away. He must really you know have a passion for this. <laughs> um, and I just tell them the same things that, that they told me. It's like, uh, you know, wrestling sometimes is going to suck. You know, sometimes what happens in the locker room, you know, in, in the backstage with the politics and everything, yeah. it, it's it's going to, you know, really eat at you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of times you're going to have the, the greatest time of your life, you know. And, mm-hmm. and that's just what I tell them. I'm like, you know, hey – one, if you weren't ready, I wouldn't put you on the show. And and two, you know, just just have fun because that's what we're here for. Yeah, um, definitely, it's definitely a, a great time. You know, to go watch some wrestling, it's real yeah. fun. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about too was um, you know, backstage um in the before the matches, I noticed a lot of guys you know discussing choreography or or discussing the moves before. And I, I don't want to say choreography, but you know, discussing the yeah. spots they would do. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's completely scripted all the way through, but it seems like a lot of guys, they have to negotiate sort of what they're going to do. So you kind of explain that um, to, to the, to the uh, listeners? It's kind, of, it's kind of a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, a, a good professional wrestler will know what to do in the ring and just improv it. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, there are some things that you can't improv. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you'll have, like, a good idea. You'll have a good base. Sure. And you'll just kind of work off from there. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that. you know, that's the mark of a good wrestler to me is being able to tell a convincing story right. with very minimal, um, you know, uh, 
negotiations, as yeah. you as you put it. Well, you, you always hear about um, you know people so wrestle like the Ultimate Warrior, who's you know rumored <laughs> to be very very stiff in the ring. Didn't yeah, really work very well. The people, how does a guy like that make it on to, into WrestleMania? Uh, because I mean. I don't know about you. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved Ultimate Warrior. And it's all about what the consumer <laughs> he likes. He runs and he shakes the ropes. <laughs> it's all about what the consumer wants. Sure. You know, you can have uh, 10 people go into uh, a subway and get, like, you know, the, the tuna sub and not like it. But then you can have, like, you know, 20,000 people <laughs> go into the subway and get the tuna sub and absolutely love it. So, I mean, who are yeah. they going to listen to? Those 10 people who didn't like it or the 20,000 people right. that, you know, just bought the CEO a new house? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, more about that. Um, I, I to, You know, to me, to, it's almost like a total package, you know? Like, I mean, Warrior... I don't think Warrior... He's starting to get the credit now... Right. Because, like, you know, oh, hey, they bury the hatchet with WWE and stuff. But, you know, before then, it was the cool thing to, you know, bury the Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. and, you know, say he sucked. I think he's now starting to get the credit he deserves. Yeah. Look at look at his uh, WrestleMania 7 match okay. with Macho Man Randy oh, yeah, Savage. Yeah, that was one of his last matches. Tell, tell me he couldn't wrestle. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't going out there doing, like, arm bars and stuff like that. But, I mean... The dude's a crazy man who paints his face. You know, you don't want him to go out there and do arm bars. You want him to go out there and be a wild man. Yeah, you know? that's true. I mean, so so you, you you mentioned you have a lot of different cast of characters. I think a lot of different wrestling styles. Yes. Um, you know, how do you um, balance that out? You know, you got your brawlers, your technicians. I mean, you know, they talk about you know a technician versus a, te- a technical wrestler versus another one, or like a brawler versus a wrestler. Like, what do you prefer? Do you, Two different styles, or um, I I prefer whatever um yeah. will just have a good match. Mm-hmm. You know, you could take a technical guy and you can put him with a brawler, and you have the technical guy trying to wrestle the brawler, and then the brawler, you know, is trying to beat the crap out of the technical guy. Yeah, to me, that's a good story. Right. Yeah. You know, the technical guy's trying to out wrestle the brawler, and the brawler's trying to, you know, out fight the technical guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have that balance, you know, who's going to overcome who's better skilled, you know, yeah. or just who's tougher. Good, yeah. Um, I mean, any, any matchups, uh, you know, combinations of wrestlers you've seen over the years, um, you know, maybe from back in the day or today, that, that's a good combo? Um. Man, putting me on the spot here. <laughs> Uh, pro- probably the match that I just said, Warrior versus mm-hmm. yeah. Macho Man. That's you know example, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody knows how technically sound Savage was, but yep. you know he could get in there and he could you know go crazy too. And they told a very good, very good story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and to me, wrestling's all storytelling. It's all storytelling, know? and, and the, those stories have changed a lot over the years. You know, you had the golden era, they call it, in the in the mid mid nineties, early nineties, yeah. the Bret Hart's. You know, um, then moving into like ninety six, ninety seven, it became sort of this attitude era on TV. Yeah. When I when I was at one of your matches, I was talking to a girl who was there, and and it seemed like you know when you go see the indie indie stuff, was a, there was a girl at our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was there in the back, and um, we were just chatting because I noticed a lot of families come to your shows and it, it just seemed like that that old yeah. 94 95 kind of family event so you know the conclusion we started to reach was that maybe this attitude era this perception of wrestling as being an adult oriented thing is almost only only a televised phenomenon well i mean you have to think about you know 
what can appeal across the yeah. board. You yeah. know, you can you can do family friendly shows and have it be entertaining for adults. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have, you okay. know, the the Muppets, you know, out there, you know, just for the kids and then the adults, you know, may not be into it. Mm-hmm. I personally like the Muppets, but that's another thing. You know, um but you you can have family friendly entertainment and and have everybody enjoy it. Absolutely. You know, not not just wrestling, but any any walk of life. You yeah. know, it, it all depends on how good your product is. Sure. Yeah, and now you know today they're they're back to being sort of PG. I mean, what, what do you think of that transition? Because uh, they've been coming under WWE has been coming under fire a lot. You know, for their the way they've been putting things out there. I mean. I guess, you know, I I don't want to talk too much about the big leagues and everything, but what what do you think? How does that reciprocate down to you guys? How do you watch that that Uh, change and try to adapt it? It's kind of like a double-edged sword because, you know, you have the the PG, what they're doing now, and it's kind of alienating the old audience. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's creating new fans because now younger kids can enjoy it. And, you know, the parents don't have to worry about, like, anything too vulgar Mm. so really it all kind of comes down to you know just is your product good enough for everybody to to enjoy it and you know i i can't knock the wwe because i mean i'm not there i don't know you know Mm -hmm. i i just you know i'm in little old iwe and (laughs) you know michigan wrestling organization and stuff but you know uh our our fans like our product, but it seems like a lot of WWE fans don't like their product right, these yeah. days. Especially, yeah, it seems like there's about to be a shift. I mean, you mentioned I, I, IW again. You know, we keep coming back to that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about? You know, you guys are all syndicated all over the country now. Can you, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, <laughs> it started with um, you know here here in Mount Pleasant, we tape at the Mag TV Studios, yeah. and just you know, I can't remember exactly what it was. But um, it, it it was another wrestler. I can't remember who was just um, burying IWE like all over the internet and all over Facebook. And I just thought to myself, like you know, well, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. You know what what is you know he don't you know the shows that he's on. You know what channel are they on again? Oh, they're not on a channel. We're gonna see if we can get our shows on other channels. So it kind it kind of started that it wasn't like really out of spite, but it was just kind of like, you know, hey, maybe I should put my money where my mouth is, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and now we're in um, six states. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're all we're all over Michigan. Um, we're in Vermont, California, uh, New York. Uh, we our show just debuted in New York City uh, on the Manhattan Neighborhood Network. Um, you know, North Dakota, we're on BEK Sports. Wow. Uh, BEK Sports is actually um, all over North Dakota. Wow. So, yeah, you know, just big stuff. Uh, you can check out our TV listings. We post them, like, every week on Facebook because, okay. you know, some like on Mac TV, like, sometimes they change or they add new things. Yeah. And, do you but, hope that, you know, this is all public access all over the country. Do you ever hope to sort of move up to a cable TV? Or Yeah. I think you mentioned a, a little bit about uh, ECW and that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's ultimately the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody says we can't do it, but we've, you know, we've done a pretty good job of, of you know, proving everybody wrong with, you know, oh, you can't do this. Well, we just did. 
you know, oh, you can't do this while we're doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, you know, will we? I don't know. I can't say. Uh, I have a lot of faith in our product. Um, Our fans have a lot of faith in our product. Our fans are actually um, some of the reasons why we've gotten on in so many uh, states is, you know, fans who watch us on, like, the Roku uh, devices. Oh yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. my has got a broker. I thought about looking it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're on the indie wrestling channel. Awesome. Yeah, uh, so you know, fans from different areas who see us like on that and on YouTube yeah. and, and everything, you know, they're they're the ones you know pulling for us and vouching for us. You know, that's that's how we've got on TV and that's how we've syndicated in as many places as we are. Yeah, I mean, fans are huge in wrestling. I mean, it's it's always been that way. I think you yeah. got to have those fans. Why do you think wrestling has been so popular with so many people for so long? It's relatable. You know, um, who couldn't relate to wanting to, you know, beat up their boss? (laughs) You know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin did. You know, who couldn't relate to, you know, seeing these larger-than-life people doing these larger-than-life things and want to be that person, you know, doing this. Want to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, who who couldn't relate to that? You know, pro wrestling is just a live action uh live action movie, mm-hmm. you know, or or it's like a, a drama, it's a play. You know, it's it's a very physical drama, it's a very physical play, but you know, the the characters are what draw the people in and you know, like I said, it's it's very relatable. Do you consider uh, pro wrestling to be an art form? Absolutely. Yeah. How so? Uh, performance art. Performance art. Yeah. Now, uh, in in pro wrestling, not only do you have to be an athlete, you have to be a stuntman, you have to be an actor, you have to uh, have good, you know, like how you put it, choreography. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really you know just all of those things rolled into one, and not a lot of people give it as much credit because they just think it's. You know, guys in speedos walking around fake punching each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's there's a lot more to that. You there's know, a lot more to it. Yeah. <laughs> one thing, um, you know, I met with Stuntman Mike. Uh, yes. Back uh, at, at one of your events, and one thing I asked him, and and you know, I know it's kind of a t- touchy subject with uh, with wrestlers, but um, you know, I just wanted to ask him for people that maybe don't know or haven't thought about it. You know, is is wrestling fake? Um, wrestling is not fake. Wrestling's fixed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like you know, we're not on wires. You know, yeah. when we're picking each other up and we're you know throwing each other around, we're really getting picked up. We're really getting yeah. thrown around. You know, that's not green screen. That's not wires. You know, that's the you know what you what you see is what you get. Yeah, he you said, know. Um, he was saying, um, you know, let me take you in the ring and and <laughs> knock you on your back, and you know, I'll tell me how fake that is because yeah. that's just plywood down there. Right? Yeah, it's it, it is. It's it's metal uh with plywood on top of it with like a little bit of padding mm-hmm. on top of that yeah. you know and, and a lot of people think oh wrestling ring that's like a bed that's like a trampoline it's <laughs> it's not you yeah. know um i don't know if i should be telling the story you know but uh there's this uh there's this kid his name's josh spaulding i don't know if he's listening to it but hey josh uh he came to one of our shows he's a fan yeah and um He's like, man, I would love to get up in the ring and just see what it feels like. So I said, yeah, sure, you know, and I and I showed him like, you know, the the proper way, you know, to to fall and not break your, you know, self in half. <laughs> and he did it, and he did it once, and he looked up and he's like, 
oh, that was rough. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? It's a lot of people have preconceived notions and it it takes a, it takes a real tough, you know, person, you know, both mentally and physically to, to want to do this. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, it, 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 it's, it looks it looks painful, you know. It, yeah. And and it, and it sounds like it it is pretty painful, but um, you know, you guys keep doing it day in and day out. Um, you know, what kind of conditioning? You know, I mean, I mean, we we don't got you know necessarily everyone's a, a Hulk Hogan or a Brock <laughs> Lesnar just chiseled out of out of out of wood, but you know, what is what kind of conditioning do do you encourage you know wrestlers to do? Um, uh, honestly, a lot of cardiovascular. Cardiovascular. That's probably a bit of a surprise. To uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, when you're a wrestler, you're out yeah. there you know, you're getting, you know, up, you're getting down, you're running the ropes, you're constantly moving, you know, and, and, uh, uh, there's a, there's a wrestling term, it's called, uh, blowing up, which, you know, means getting out of breath, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been there, you know, and, and a lot of people I've wrestled have been there. Cardiovascular training is definitely one. Um, and just, you know, uh, putting you know preparing your body to be able to take abuse you know mm-hmm. uh I've, I've been doing um a lot of uh stretching and yeah. and different things to um because i'm getting older <laughs> and you know it's taken me a long time to kind of recover after matches now so i've incorporated a lot of stretching into my you know just regular lifting routine and yeah. But, but too, a lot of that is, you know, having to look the part, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a guy like Fat Tony, his mm-hmm. name's Fat Tony. Right. You know, you don't want a guy named Fat Tony to, you know, look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, you know, at the same time, you you know, you don't want somebody to go out there and be really out of out of shape either. Like yeah. Fat, Fat Tony's in tremendous ring shape. Oh, you know, yeah. for a big guy, he can he move moves. around. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. yeah, he's he's great. Same thing with our Cody Kelly also. Very yeah, fun. yeah, Cody. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, Cody Kelly is another one, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you have these big guys, but, you know, they're they're in tremendous ring shape, you know, and that's that goes back to having to be an athlete along with all of that stuff, too. Yeah. um, You know, obviously, yeah, I think we've seen that before with someone like a Yokozuna. Yeah. Who who was, you know, he was a big guy who could move a lot. He comes back. I think he came back from an injury and he was just way out of shape. I mean, is there ever a point when... I mean, I don't know in your career, you know, leading other wrestlers or, or like, how does one, does one wrestler reach out to another wrestler and say, Hey, you know, you're looking a little slow in the ring. Maybe you need to, uh, work on something. <laughs> how do you look out for each other? I guess. Uh, I've, I've been told that, <laughs> um, it's basically, uh, I, I wasn't told about it in a, in a very nice way though. Uh. Um, it's just one of those things. It's like, I think you have to know yourself more than any, I mean, you know, more than anything, if if somebody looks like a fat Tony, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, before IWE came along, not a lot of people would give fat Tony a chance just based on his look. They're like, Oh, he's, he's a big guy. He must be out of shape. You know, I'm, I'm not using him. you know, meanwhile, you know, not only can he move, but you know, he's what six foot five you know like 350 pounds 360 Mm -hmm. something like that you know what i mean why wouldn't you want this monster on your show Mm -hmm. you know yeah is and that and that's another thing too like with iwe like we try to have people who look different 
you know, a lot of times on the independents, like, you know, everybody kind of has that same look, you know, it's either, it's like skinny, it's like skinny white guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like just, just skinny white bread looking guys who do all the same moves and have no personality, you know, and then you put like a guy like Fat Tony in the mix and yeah. he can just, you know, kill everybody. Regardless of looks, I guess a wrestler is a wrestler. I mean, you know, what is that defining character? So I guess like when you when you meet someone, I mean, I think a lot of people wonder like, who are these people? What what are they? You know, where do they come from? What, <laughs> what is something that every every wrestler has in common? Um, every wrestler has in common. Uh, that goes back to that lack of common sense. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I I because we are we are you know a different kind of breed of you know, people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, before we sat down, before you actually got here, Adrian was late, by the way. (laughs) Um, before, before you got here, I, I just got an email, you know, I got an opportunity through, uh, all of my good grades in college, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to go to like Australia or China and learn like, you know, different, uh, diplomatic, uh, you know, things of the sort. And, um, you know, so uh, there's also that, you know, misconception that pro wrestlers are just, you know, stupid Neanderthals. Right, you yeah. Know. I mean, D'Lo Brown was a CPA, right? I didn't uh, hear about that. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, the, uh, Shane Douglas, um, I I know he did the, the Dean character in, like, the WWE, but that was that was legit. You know, yeah. he, was, he was a teacher. I think he, you know, I don't, I don't know what his degree was, sure. but, you know, just... Uh, that's that's a thing, you know. A lot of people think we're Neanderthals, but a lot of us, you know, are, are actually really smart. And you have to be really smart to be able to think on your feet and to be able to, do, you know, do some of the things that we do in the ring, you know, just right on the fly. Yeah, very cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I know you got an you got an event coming up March seventh, uh, I believe. Yeah, I actually. Um, oh, tell let, us a little bit about what's coming up there. You got the Gladiator Belt. Yes, yes. Well, actually, I want to talk about Michigan Wrestling Organization first. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure when this podcast is is going up, but um, we, okay, we're taping this on a Wednesday, so it's probably going up on Thursday. This Saturday in Lake Orion, um, we'll be at the ONTV Studios. Uh, I'll be wrestling Fat Tony, man. We just talked about this uh, Sunday, Flint, Michigan, the City Market. Uh, there's gonna be a big six man tag. Six-man uh, tag. Yeah, six, three on three. Yeah, three on three. Uh, big six man tag main event that I'm uh, fortunately uh, a part of. Uh, okay. So very blessed there. Um, and then yeah, March seventh, uh, Imperial Wrestling Entertainment will be back at the Mac TV studio. Battlezone TV. Yeah, Battlezone <laughs> TV. This is our uh, eighth episode. Three one two. West Michigan Street. Um, or no, it's our seventh episode. Good God! <laughs> uh, it's 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 an episode. Just be there. Uh, but three one two West Michigan Street. We are crowning a new champion, the Gladiator title. It's yeah. gonna, there's going to be a big gauntlet. Tell me about that. How's that title? Is that like a intercontinental or what? What is that? I, I don't want to say it's like an intercontinental because I don't want to say it's like a, a lower okay. level belt. Yeah. Um, it's it's just another belt for for us guys to fight for. Great. Uh, yeah, and, and there's going to be a ten man uh, gauntlet match. Uh, the way that works is um, two people will be in the ring at one time mm-hmm. uh, wrestling one on one. When uh, one person gets pinned, they leave and a new participant comes out. Okay. So yeah, it's it's going to be so like uh, a Royal Rumble kind of situation. 
Uh, okay, well, not not really Royal Rumble because there's not going to be like oh. a bunch of people in the ring at the same time. Just it's the two. it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be one on one. Yeah. Uh, and then when one guy leaves, a new guy enters. So then the guy who just beat the one guy has to fight a fresh right. guy. Yep. You know, so I feel bad. Whoever is going to be in there first, it'll right. probably be, probably be me. We're we're going to draw <laughs> numbers, but yeah, it'll probably be me, unfortunately. Cool. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're crowning a new champion, and then um, the IWE World Heavyweight Champion Will Vendetta is going to be teaming up with the IWE Tag Team Champions, oh, the geez. Dynasty Force Core, to Love take yeah to take on uh, the Black Diamond, Jack Price, and uh, Fast and Furious, which is uh, Pure Fury, Jeff Klaus, yep. and uh, JJ Hughes. JJ Hughes, the new guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. and you'd never know watching him. Yeah, he he can, he, can, he can do the uh, the old Rob Van Dam thing where you know he jumps from one corner post oh, to Terminator. the other. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, he can he can he do sells all moves really good too. That, I mean. well, he's because well, he's really if you wrestle the Dynasty Force Core, you're really getting the crap kicked out of you. They're <laughs> <laughs> they're they're yeah. not light. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, um, yeah, the, again, um, IWE is coming to Mac TV Studios um, March 7th. Um, yes. A lot of cool matches going on there. Gladiator title belt. Um, again, this has been uh, Adrian uh, Headache Hedden, um here. No, we have to answer some questions. Room. Oh, oh, uh, he wants to answer some questions. I, I, was, I, I promised everybody on my Facebook that I would okay. answer their questions. Cool, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. I forgot. <laughs> all right, here. Let's see here. Uh so we're going to the Facebook. Um, yeah, we're going. We're going to the Facebook. Gentlemen. I posted tonight. I'll be interviewed on the Ringmasters podcast, podcast slash radio show. Man, your guys' Wi-Fi here is <laughs> non-existent. Okay, uh, Jeff Hosky asked, "What kind of candy will be at the next IWE show?" Um, I will say uh, Snickers and Starburst, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, Peter and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call him Pete Daddy Dollar, because uh, you know that's that's what I know him as. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Peter Sawarian Naiku Naikawau Naikwil. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> you have to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> asked uh, how have your views and opinions about the business? You asked me that. Yep, yep. Changed. Okay, so yeah, we we covered that. Um. Uh, professional goals for myself as well as IWE. He also asked that um, just to take it as far as we can, right. to get as big as we can, and to have as much fun as we can because that's why we started IWE. Wrestling was not fun for me anymore. I absolutely hated it at one point. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, Stuntman Mike, we're sitting around and he's like, um, you know, we're just kind of airing our grievances about the business to each other. And he yeah. just looks at me and he's like, why don't you do something about it? Huh. And that's that's where yeah. IWE was. Awesome. Put your you know, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Will McDougald asked me, Do I wear edible underwear? The answer is no, I do not wear underwear. Uh Jake Ford asked me my personal favorite moment in pro wrestling history. I tried to cover that, but I flubbed it up real bad because I was put on the spot and I couldn't think of just one. <laughs> uh and CJ Styles. Will you be facing me in my debut match at MWO in 2017? CJ Styles, I don't know what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow, let alone what I am doing in 2017. That is a long time away from there. I will say um, if 
I'm still alive if I am still wrestling for Michigan Wrestling Organization, uh, which I don't know why it wouldn't be. Um, I will say yes as long as that is what management wants. That sounds like a challenge to me. It, it is. <laughs> you want to give um, our listeners maybe maybe – like at CJ, maybe a little sample of uh, you know some promo work or or get into character for a second. Oh gosh. Um. Okay. You can do that. Sweet. This is the gentleman John Campbell, the one and only sensation who is sweeping the entire nation on Battlezone TV. You can catch it from coast to coast, from California to Vermont, baby. This is the gentleman John Campbell. Simply put, I'm simply the best. I'm devilishly handsome, wildly entertaining, and damn it, just good show business. You're listening to the Ringmasters podcast, and if you can't dig it, you can stick it. Thanks again, listeners. This is uh, Adrian Hedden with uh, the Ringmasters. Um, special edition with gentleman John Campbell. And um, we're going to take off, so thanks for listening. What are we taking off? <laughs>